Hey, I know we're covering a lot in this week's episode. The subject can be a little dense, and there are things you're worried about missing. Don't worry, we've got you covered. If you ever feel like you've missed something important on Focus Fire Chat, never fear, we have show notes that you can read over on thelornetwork.com. Thelornetwork.com is a place to find all the episodes and their show notes, but also articles about the lore of other games, TV series, books, and other franchises in general. That is thelornetwork.com. T-H-E, lorenetwork.com. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on September 20th, 2019, over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat, as we continue our discussion over Crucible Stories. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the advanced session of the week's exploration. Congratulations to those who signed up for a deeper dive. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 and this is the Liam Neeson of Crucible. I will find you. Green-eyed music lover. And she will hug you. Yes, and last... I will hug you with a shotgun <laughs> pressed to your belly. <laughs> not your... You uh, will die. And last but definitely not least, in the hot seat as guest co-host, we have our good friend Lux Regalio. Lux, how are you doing? Doing good. I'm glad to be here. Well, enough with our chatter and our introductory notes. Let's go ahead and just dive right in. Um, And as I kind of mentioned before, I'm not actually going to do a Lost Lore session this week because it's kind of going to be one giant session, right? It's just going to be all of this is going to be really Lost Lore. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That kind of being said, I'm going to actually I want to give I want to give the the uh, golden treatment to Luna's Howl because I believe that's actually primarily what Lux's Lux's interest lies in. Oh yes, I love that those cards and that quest line so much. Do you want to be the lead on this one and talk about the the story and the quest line and everything and explain it to the audience for us? Well, I can tell you more of the story. Um, as for the quest lines, I don't remember all the quest steps, and that would have more of the. Uh... Joseph talking to certain individuals. Mm-hmm. But for a, a quick summary of the events that happened, uh, Luna's Howl is about a character named Joseph and his dog Luna. And um, from what we can tell from what Amanda tells us is that uh, Luna loved to watch Joseph in crucible matches. And every time he fired his hand cannon, she would bark or howl. And then... Uh, one day, Joseph ended up having a mission on the moon, which he took Luna with him. And when he returned, the station that he was at was in pieces, and they got a hold of Luna. So he lost her on the moon. <clears throat> and the whole quest line is about him pretty much going through anger and all the stages of grief. And Shax is actually, instead of being the more hardcore crucible man that I usually like to see him as, he was very uh, fatherly and guiding to Joseph through his whole journey. Yeah. I The story is so, it's such a sentimental one because it's super, 
and super easy to relate. And I think blue, you had mentioned this and kind of show notes a little bit, but when we were talking to John toe back at guardian con, that was one of the questions we had brought up was about the pinnacle weapons. Cause he helped write those or he did write all those. I think he actually wrote Ludus Howe. And so mm-hmm. it wasn't, the story was not so much based on any employee or anything like that. It was more so what's relatable. The loss of a dog is super relatable to a lot of people. Yeah. And the reason I called that out is that, uh, so there is a employee. I I think she's still an employee with Bungie, uh, Josephine, who goes by the, uh, Twitter five Cortana five. She has a dog named Luna. Um, her dog is named Luna. And so there was, uh, there was a bit of, uh, confusion because people were like, wait, 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 what, what happened to Luna? And it was like, no, no. And so there was a, one of the devs, I, I want to say it might've been John. I don't know. It's, uh, the user is by the name of Tocom, um, on Reddit. They actually clarified and they said, quote, Luna's how is not based on any Bungie employee. While this is a crazy coincidence, Luna's How was something to the, the team wanted to do to showcase a different side of the world and to Shaxx, um, end quote. So yeah, it was it was just a it was just a kind of crazy uh, coincidence that uh, Luna was the dog's name and Luna was Court, uh, Josephine's dog's name. So well, that she wasn't... is a super active Twitter user. Yes, she is. She's and fun she's to really, follow. Yeah, she's fun to follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to also just kind of call out, do we ever get confirmation that Yosef is male? Yeah, I think, do we? I'm pretty sure they ref- they use the pronouns him. Um, yeah, it's because uh, it's the conversation he has in one of the quest steps with uh, Amanda Holiday that Luna liked to watch him in his crucible matches. See, like... Uh, hang on, let me let me pull it up real quick. Because there's nothing in the actual card that gives you that. No, because like, like the only line, card. the only the the only reason I kind of pushed back on this is because in uh, the it's called pain and guilt, and it's Amanda to Yosef, and she says, "I used to see her watching your matches on Shax's feed. She'd bark every time you'd fire that thing. It was music to her ears." Mm. So Which she, is about she Luna. Never refers to Yosef. I mean, I'm just, I'm like, I'm just curious because like, I actually, I actually went into it thinking that it was a man, a male. And I'm like, I, the only thing I was able to figure out is that it was a hunter. Uh, we do know that the, the guardian is a hunter and the dog was a female that was like you had mentioned was killed by the hive on the moon. Um, but I never could find a gender of the guardian. I was just curious. Do you have any of the quests for any of the other weapons for um? Uh, mountaintop? I, I don't have. Oh, mountaintop. Um, let me see real quick. Are you talking Is about it, with like Redricks and their training with Shacks? Yes, because if it would be anywhere, it would be them because it would call them both out. Yeah, he. So mountaintop. Uh, first of many. <clears throat> it says first of many is the first step and it says put those down and pay attention it's time for your final lesson time for you to know why to know why i did what i did at twilight gap 
Uh, next step is the third wave, which is, I uh, again, a Shaq's quote says, I face an impossible choice. Disobey my superior or let the city burn. I relive it every day. There are some who have never forgiven me. Uh, no second chances is the next step. Uh, another quote from Shaq's. If no one follows orders, then chaos will reign. But your allegiance to the greater good can outweigh your obedience to another. And then the final one is, if I'd made a different choice, none of us would be standing here. That's the burden of command. One I'm glad mm-hmm. to leave to others. Now, Can I, I just don't... say the yeah, most depressing quest up line comes from Hawthorne? Oh, the one about... Um, Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, so she's, it's, I mean, it's a, oh, yeah, it's kind yeah, of yeah. a brutal truth yeah, that well, she gives him. Yeah. But, like, that one says, sometimes Lewis takes off for days at a time. He needs his space. But I think he wants me to get used to him not being there. Even right. you guardians have to be okay with going on alone. Hawthorne to you, Joseph, which, or I mean, Joseph. Makes, which makes sense, given that the guardians are immortal. Like right. the only the only thing that would be constant in a guardian's world, which also kind of explains the separation between guardians and civilians, mm-hmm. because like the only thing that's constant in a guardian's world is other guardians. Everything else that's like caught in the mortal, like if you want to refer to it as like the mortal coil, um, mm-hmm. you know, they age and die. And it's like it's like whenever you look at like vampire myths, um, you know, the mythos of a vampire refers to the the mortal you know creatures they're they're like mayflies to it to the experience of a time passing for an immortal creature it's not it's just it's it's something that they have to be okay with which it's also like i said it, it makes sense that a guardian would kind of distance themselves from civilians because that's a source of pain really ultimately so the idea that Yosef or Joseph is male or female is pretty easily recognized because Yosef could be a shortened version of Josephine. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's, and again, the only reason I bring it up is because the explanation for this story is to, uh, hang on, sorry, to go back up to this quote, Luna's how was something that they wanted to write to help resonate with everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and, Again, you know, it is. I think it can resonate without having gender specific on there because everybody's I do. lost I, a dog. I'm not, I don't, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. I'm just saying right. it just was interesting to me that that was that there is not, at least that I could find, a, a specific a pronoun. gender pronoun mm-hmm. assigned to Yosef. Mm-hmm. I think it's just super interesting that guardians sometimes have pets. Yes. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm, gonna, a, I'm gonna I'm gonna borderline thing, borderline but... make a really weird comment, but in the eyes of an immortal creature, technically any mortal thing could be viewed as a pet. Oh my gosh, I oh, cannot believe you went there. Um But it I mean I'm, I mean even though even but... though we are an immortal creature, quote unquote, the a companion. Mm-hmm. Is still something that I think that most guardians would right. desire in some respect, even if no matter if you're immortal or mortal. Some people may not. Some people may want to go completely alone. But yeah, black flag for the puppies. Yes, come to think I of mean, it, wouldn't a go- oh, so, so thinking. So let me put you in my state of mind for a second. When you look at mm-hmm. a ghost and a guardian, you could also see that as like a couple where 
in a ghost's eyes, from what I've read from the ghost stories and stuff like that, it seems that when a ghost finds their other half, that would be the guardian, right? So that would be that could be enough of a companionship for a guardian for the rest of their lives, right? Yeah, if they get along. But yeah, mm. which is another question. They can they can tell for the most part who they're resing when they res. Mm. Right? <laughs> well, oh, is that, this is going to be a fun tangent. Uh huh. So that's that can be questionable because you have um, Cyril come up you have cyril you have don quixote you yeah the windmills uh, and talks about um where she was i want to say desperate when she rezzed her guardian because she can see that his soul was a little tired but she rezzed him anyways or if she waited a little longer yeah that was cyril that was Mm -hmm. cyril um the other the other one that comes up is the warlords like mm-hmm. as a general rule, because uh, you get one of those in the ghost stories as well, where the go- the ghost actually is like, you know what, f you, I'm done. Like, and she actually doesn't res him uh, yeah. because she completely and utterly disagrees. Which, which is actually, I because really like with that. Slaughtering. People. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. Right, right. But what <laughs> I what I'm saying is the implication there is that the guardians do have a degree of free will, like. They can get resurrected yeah. and mm. then they can do their own thing. It's not the right. ghost. It's not like the ghost proxy controlling the guardian. Yeah. And also, wasn't there <clears throat> in that card? She says that if she would, if she wasn't so desperate and she had waited a little longer, she could have been able to tell. So to me, that's more of a a ghost have more of an option of choosing who they can revive <clears throat> to be their companion. Yes, and you you see that with the. Uh, one one seven, hmm. or pulled pork. Oh matter. yeah, well the pod the pod ten o two ten two o one, which yeah whatever. I still disagree with that, but anyways, but like mm-hmm. you see the ghost mentioning that with the fact that they did have a conversation with the supposedly they had a conversation with that that person before they chose not to resurrect them, mm-hmm. um. And you also see that with uh, the two ghosts that are within the ghost stories that are looking for the speaker after the tower Mm -hmm. has been blown because they mention that the speaker was really adamant about being sure to resurrect only those who are worthy. So again, kind of going back to Lux to what you're saying is like, again, there is a degree of choice, right? There does seem to be a degree of choice there. So... I'm going to redirect us back to Luna's Howe. And you had mentioned in brief that there is a very generalized version of the stages of grief mm-hmm. through specifically the quest up quotes. Yeah. Do we want to go through those guys? Yeah, we can. Sure. If you want to. I mean, we could also just move on to the next weapon because we've talked about Luna's Howe and some of these quotes already, but... <laughs> I'm just trying to get us back onto crucible no, 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 topic. Yeah, I don't mind the tangent, but no, it's, redirecting. It's, it's good. Um, so, like, you have, I can, I can kind of hang on. Let me make sure I'm pulling up yeah, my notes on this one. Shock and denial, pain mm-hmm. and guilt, anger and bargaining, depression and loneliness. <clears throat> it seems to me that even though the crucible is used as a a proving ground for most guardians. They can use it as a form of uh, catharsis, recreation. Yeah, catharsis. 
just to get rid of some pain or anger. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of Guardians lost a lot um, during the Red War. And I'm pretty sure most of them would be more aggravated that uh, they weren't the ones to get their light back. Because canonically, we're the only ones that got that before Gaul came back, correct? Uh, yeah. Initially, yes. yes. Before the Traveler yeah. burst out, yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, as far as a cathartic thing, I I would agree with you on that, that Crucible can oftentimes, that could be a reason people go into Crucible, is to use it as a catharsis. I mean, I mean, you want to talk about some weird lore complications is the fact that, uh, yeah, we were the only ones who technically got our light back, but Crucible was still around. But was it? Shax was still there on the farm. He was, but I guess, I mean, that's, that's a point of contention that I'm like, I don't see. I, I kind of beg the question of was crucible still around until the traveler reawoken. I mean, with Shax being on the farm, that's before the tower in the, in the, I no no. And I traveler being completely reawoken. I mean, I guess my point is, is if crucible was still around, then you were returning to light a lot of guardians. Mm hmm. And, that kind of flies in the face of what the crucible is stated to be. Right. I mean, because video game is the easy thing, but Oh yeah, right. No, and that's and that's 100% a hundred percent of where I'm kind of going with it. It was like, no, because yeah. they had to have they still had to have their PvP piece to to right. appease that group. Which if, is go for it. If you want to put it I'm trying to like rationalize it in my head. If um Shax did want to continue the crucible it might have been in a 1v all. Like, it could have been, like, some of the Guardians that lost their light. They need to learn how to run and jump again, how to get back on their feet. And since we did have our light back, we can die. So they could just use us as live target practice if we wanted to. The problem is, is that everybody else you were up against also had the same capabilities that you did. It's just the, it's rationalizing just the fact that it's a video game that needed a pvp setting so how are they going to make it work yeah dino Dino is kind of on the same page like it was just i i don't hold this against bungie but i i agree (laughs) it was bungie being unwilling to deny pvp until you finish the campaign which i i totally understand it's just the fact if they would have had shacks not available on the farm but available in the in the directory I would right. have been a hundred okay lore wise, right? But because Shax was on the farm and talking about getting back into the Crucible, right? No, I, 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 I mean, that's it's, where my rub up against it. Yeah, and I, I'm on the same page. I have that's my that is one of the inconsistencies, and I'm like, uh, it's like, just throw it up your shoulder. Wicked. Let's separate the wheat from the chaff. <laughs> like, I mean, no, if you wanna, you wanna uh, culling. Oh my gosh. Um, real quick though, to go back to the comment about the stages of grief. Um, mm-hmm. So you kind of see like in Lux, you kind of mentioned this like shock and denial. Uh, so the stages of grief, excuse me, the general stages of grief, like there's, there's a, there's a ton of debate on the actual process of grief. Grief is a very big thing in, um, in psychological studies as as it should be 
It, it, and it, it should be. Uh, the very popular model uh, is is often referred to as the five stages of grief. It's from uh, a thinker called who is by the name of Kubler Ross and Kessler, uh, David Kessler, and I believe it was. Um, I can't remember Kubler Ross's first name. I feel terrible about this. Elizabeth Elizabeth Kubler Ross, um, <clears throat> and basically the five stages they are denial, uh, anger, bargaining depression and then acceptance uh later later schools will come back and kind of be like well that's that's it's actually you know they disagree with the order they disagree with the the assignment of that stuff um and not to go down that rabbit hole i'm just gonna let's just stick with the five right there uh so you see that in luna's how quest steps with you have like shock and denial well that's gonna go with denial as the first step pain and guilt uh is kind of the same it's kind of the 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 whole um denial aspect because you have that pain and you have that guilt um and pain and guilt honestly is going to be prevalent throughout the full every stage of the process up until the end um but the next step in the five stages is anger so then you have the anger and bargaining so anger and then bargaining um uh, anger just be, you know, anger is kind of self-explanatory bargaining uh, it kind of like bargaining is a little bit of an oddity um, basically a lot of times what you see this is like um, it's kind of before the loss like especially in prolonged uh, losses you'll see it in quick losses as well but it takes a little bit of a different flavor uh, but what a lot of times you see is like survivor's guilt like you know like you know what if I devote myself to this we bring them back you know what and this like this if only start happening in your head that's that's bargaining um, and then you get to depression and loneliness which is the fourth stage arguably uh, which I think green you mentioned this is Hawthorne's quote about Lewis taking off uh, mm-hmm. depression i mean again you guys probably know depression's pretty self-explanatory loneliness is a component of depression oftentimes um and the final stage is arguably acceptance uh and you see this actually in the stages on the quest step as the upward turn uh because what happens is you go through your depression and your loneliness and then you 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 hopefully will get to a point where you have an upward turn and you start reconstructing everything, which is where you have upward turn reconstruction and acceptance. Um, acceptance is really just exactly what it sounds like. You've accepted the loss that you have uh, experienced and you are ready to move on, um, which actually transitions very nicely into the not forgotten quest steps. Um, and then the quest steps for that are hope always faithful and not forgotten. Um, and, and it's just like, it's a really touching way of watching this guardian go through this process of, of coming to terms with the loss of, of their partner really, or a partner. Um, I would, I would say that the best way, if you want to go out to read this, the best way to order the best order of reading it is actually, I would say, read the quest steps. Uh, so read the, uh, quotes from the quest step. And then read the lore entry for Luna's Howl and then come back and read the not forgotten quest steps. Uh, that seems to be the most seamless transition uh, that I was able to kind of get because the Luna's Howl entry is actually following the completion of the quest. Uh, whereas the quest step actually is, you know, literally it's like you're walking through the process. Well, it's a continuation. Which, you're right, not right. technically going to get the last 
the actual not forgotten card until you get not forgotten unless you go to Ishtar Collective and just ruin it. But you know, well, and I think not forgotten is it it's requires you. Is I, I mean I have no idea. I don't. I yeah whatever. Um, Lux is lo- still trying to get it. Not forgotten. Not forgotten is the one that requires you to have Luna's How correct? That's yes. that's the connection. Okay. So as far as the. Yeah, as far as the quest steps go, you have to reach Fabled and do like hand cannon kills, solar weapon kills, and stuff like that to get Luna's Howl. And then from there, you have to get so many kills with Luna's Howl. Are they headshots or are they just kills? They're headshots. And then after that, you have to reach Legend. Which is the place where most people get stuck because getting to Legend is kind of a pain. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm still not even trying to go there. I know Lux has been trying for a bit. It's just I was 500 points away. Yeah, and and like chat saying, just to be clear, also there is no no not forgotten entry card. The only information we have for not forgotten are from the uh, quest steps. So they're just the three quotes there. The only quote you do get from Shax, I think it's slightly altered, but um. When you do pick up Not Forgotten, he says that uh, she would have been proud seeing you stand there. Okay. Yeah, the one that I have is Not Forgotten. She used to glow with pride when you'd return from a match. Mm -hmm. The other other thing is, and Lux, I think you mentioned this too, is this shows us a side of Shax that we really, you know, it's, you haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because the other cool thing about Luna's Howl is that this is a gun that Shax personally donated materials to Banshee to be made for Yosef. Like, and he says, when he hands it to Yosef, he says, this isn't a replacement, but it will help you finish your business with the hive. Then I expect to see you back in the crucible. We could use the inspiration. I think that's from the lore entry card, correct? Yes. Okay. But you're, you're, I think you're missing, um, some of Joseph's uh, reluctance to get the weapon when he first sees the right, yeah, yeah, no, that was just that was just the quote from Shax when he handed it because Yosef was like, "I don't have the funds to pay for this," like, which was yeah, that was a that was a cool interaction. I think it's interesting how Shax Shax can build swords and make swords, but Shax does not want to touch actual weapons swords or actual, actual guns. Weapons. Hmm? I said a sword is an actual weapon. Thank you very much. I know. I corrected myself. I'm sorry. I don't want to get emails about it. <laughs> Here's a question I have for you, Blue. When mm-hmm. it comes to Shaq, do you believe that Shaq was so, uh, I would say, obsessed with uh, a sword before or after Burning Lake? Well, he was a master swordsmith before Burning Lake. That's was why he? he was. Like, yeah. I don't remember seeing anything about that, so. Yeah, that, I mean, um, hang on, let me, I'll dig in. Because I went looking for that in Ishtar before here because uh, I had talked to Green about it beforehand. Because it would make sense if um, they barely got through Burning Lake by like the skin of their teeth. So Shaq wanted to learn about those blades, and then it falls nicely into the conversation. Or I wouldn't say conversation, but when Shaq knocked the door down, all mm-hmm. the consensus was talking about going to the moon. Which Burning Lake is the event with the Hive, correct? With the Hive Knights? Right. Yeah, yeah, the Hive Knights. The, the Ascendant Blades. 
Mm-hmm. Just clarifying for general audience. Well, and so like from D from Taken King, you have the swords card, right? And it's like mm-hmm. it's a quote from Shax that says, "There's no grace in their making, but we can change that." Um, and it says, "History might come to call it the Great Hive War, but others will remember it as the day the swords came to the city." Lucky, luckily, Lord Sa- Lord Shax's skills and research in all matters of swordplay will help ease this new age of weaponry into the Guardian fold. Part of me wants to know if Shax was can, like a fencer. Yeah, I can read. I can read what you're saying, Lux. Though I can see what you're saying that his skills and research were from his his view of Burning Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see if I can. Find... That'd be a good like quirk of Shax. So well, at least I would put on him that a man like that being beat, he would put everything in the mix. I can, sure yeah, that that's what I, I, I can see exactly mm-hmm. where, cause that's off the raise lighter. Yes. Um, now the only thing, yeah. Cause like in raise lighter, he says, did you not read my report from burning Lake about the hives weapons? Those swords, they're like nothing we've ever. And then, you know, Zavala is like, ah, blah, blah. And, um, I'm like, I don't Zavala know. Like I, Zavala. <clears throat> well, Zavala is like, you know, Hey, we're in the meeting like you know this is the order of business like you know keeping order um Mm -hmm. like i i took i took that as this is the introduction to the ascendant blades not necessarily swords um because swords i mean like to just kind of go back to the progression of technology um within the collapse you know swords are not on the level of guns like this in, is, the, in the development of technology yeah what's up this is a point of clarity as far as the development of swords and destiny in general were the exotic swords the first swords we ever got raised lighter the no was it dark drinker which one was mm-hmm. the first one we got we got soul edge or void edge or arc edge okay so the the predecessors to the exotics right yeah because that's yeah. what you used was the the lesser the legendary versions before you got the exotic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, but they all they all did come back from Willbreaker, right? Um, and then you had to you had the various quests to like I think it's called seal the blade, mm-hmm. um, where you had to collect all the stupid planetary materials. Well, you uh. also had to defeat the particular warden of Oryx. Oh within, my gosh! Within I, the the chitin, chitin the chitin strike, yeah, the whatever chitin, whatever Adleg, Adleg was the sole one. Uh, oh my! I'm so blade, angry. Dark blade strike. Ad, mm-hmm. Oh, Alakul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had to kill him within like thirty seconds. Yeah, it was. Re- yeah. It was Affleck. Really, really also, fun. I uh, I just found a little kink in that. Uh, that theory because in the iron temple they're holding young wolves they're hoarding swords Mm -hmm. yeah and that's and that's what i was saying is like the one of the reasons i was kind of thinking that shax was a a familiar with it is because if you think about the development of technology like just even within real history right you see swords way before you see firearms because firearms the tech the technological knowledge for firearms is so much more complex than just putting hey here's a piece of metal and I, this is a gross oversimplification but here's a piece of metal we're going to make it sharp and poke people with it like mm-hmm. that doesn't that honestly doesn't take a lot of ingenuity 
like perfecting that art does take a lot of ingenuity like there's there's like folding metal and folding steel and like all that that is hugely technologically advanced but the actual base concept of like medieval weaponry it was like basically yeah throwing casts into a what dead nova said it's pointy sticks it's pointy Pointy sticks sticks. yeah it's i it really is kind of just pointy sticks um, and so when you talk about Shax as like a, a weaponsmith and as a weapons master, you know, and all this type of stuff, I could see him being the person who like actually did research into how to make those swords better, how to make those swords more robust, uh, which is why with the, the edge weapons, we go to Shax and he's like, no, cause like with, uh, I think it's for, uh, no, it's not void infinite. It's, uh, the essential elements quest. Uh, he says, like, yeah. for the voidage, he's like, I need relic crystals, uh, and you need to practice your void powers, but I need relic crystals because basically the relic crystals have the material components that allow him to enhance the blade beyond. Uh, and methane. The same with- Why so much methane? Methane? Isn't that what you had to collect for a raise lighter? Uh, no, helium filaments. Helium oh, filaments. Oh, it's helium. It That's the what it fil- was. It was the filaments, the filaments uh, aspect. Rest- relic crystals, helium filaments, and then I can never remember the neck of the last it one. It was uh, Mars. Spin foil, but it was... Uh, it was part of spin foil, uh, oh. though. It was the... Um... Oh, God. oh the, the tin foil or whatever? The, no, the it Earth was, one? Yeah, it was the Earth yeah, one. Because Mars material. was relic crystals, Moon was helium yes. filaments, and then I can't remember the... There were canisters that leaked essentially. Spin metal leaves. Was that what it was? Spin metal. metal. That's where it is. Thank you, Chad. Well, I knew it was spin metal, but what was this the the particular? Because there was there was like there the base element, and then there yeah spin metal leaves. Okay, yeah, it was. Your arc edge is strong, but we can make it stronger. I need zeptocyte cores. That's what it was. Zeptocyte cores, which was among the spin metal leaves, because spin oh metal gosh. spin metal is a product of busted golden age tech, mm-hmm. um, and it grows out there. And zeptocyte, Google to the rescue. Those I'm just I'm just like remembering going through and just running circles on Mars, mm-hmm. praying for those things to a- appear again. Oh man, really? I'm hmm? not even gonna. I'm not even gonna mention how long it took me to get mine. Oh, I we. I'm pretty sure we all know how fast you got yours done. <laughs> it was. It was pretty quick. <laughs> like relic crystals were. I had a good farming run on Mars. Okay. Oh, <laughs> just, <God>. just, <laughs> that and waiting pins, for the one warsat to I drop. That. I think it was the other thing. Was it because wasn't there a particular warsat? War set drop. Yeah, there was public there was, event yeah. you had to do. Yeah, there was, it was a per- for a sleeper simulant. You had yeah. to have one in that uh, particular area on Mars. I spent mm-hmm. so much time on Mars, and I hated that planet. In <laughs> I love D1. Mars, but that's because I figured out a really Ishtar good collective. Oh, forget you. <laughs> <laughs> I think Pins was with me when I did that, or Pins, or it was either Pins or Kai. I can't remember, but they were they were so mad at me. I refuse to get any of the other swords because of how long it took me to get Dark Drinker. I was I just like, nope, Dark I'm Drinker. done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'll be honest. The, thing, the element that always eluded me was helium. That was the one that always I could never find enough of. That was that was my that was my 
my hey, those might be coming back. I know, I know. My one part that I'm not excited about with the moon. So, uh, have you found the thing about the? Did you uh, say Zeptocytes? Zepto- Zepto- I think I can't Zepto- find anything. I'm assuming it's something okay. that they just made up for the uh, Destiny. So should we sh- you wanna... shift over to a different pinnacle weapon? Do you want to do Claymore or do you want to do Recluse? I think we should do personally Recluse. <laughs> I'm surprised. Mm. My I shocked love face. That gun. My shocked face is so. I have. I have all three. So whatever. Whatever. Ooh, I see a little flexing going on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't have any of them, and I don't care. So you know, you can flex all you want. You're still not going to be able to jump on top of the box. I'll show you how my well, hunter can jump on top that. of the box. Anyway, <laughs> listen to. The top three episode, if you're willing to hear a lot of stories about some really gruesome things, shout out to that episode. Um, so the recluse, I actually have a question for you guys on the recluse. Um, mm-hmm. So we, first off, the lore entry and the quest steps. Is there any theory on the connection between the two of these? Because they're like at first glance, they're completely different. Um, I not that I know of. Okay, like I'm like because the Lauren tree talks about the initial encounter between Shax and Sure, right? Mm-hmm. And the quest step <laughs> is Shax pining over the itty bitty spider song. I'm I like, mean, there's just a there's like one tiny line as far as the quote within the lore tab. My bite mm-hmm. will turn your sweet flesh to vile rot, which. If you know what a, a brown recluse does, well, it's a black that's widow, what... I think, isn't it? Mm-mm. Brown recluse. Is, is he talking so, about the brick? Okay, that's even so more a disgusting. brown. Yeah, so a brown F recluse. If, nope. And I've I've witnessed this. Nope. Nope. One of Mm-mm. my classmates. This is a throwback to the top three episode. One of my classmates when I was in high school got bit on his ankle. And oh, I can, I can, I can beat that. Yeah. We had a friend, not a fun thing. We had a friend who was in the choir loft of our mm-hmm. one of our churches a brown recluse jumped on her throat oh bit her bit her right over right in the 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 bend of the neck and the skull yeah she uh. she nearly died no, like it was it was yeah. legit like that was that was legit like oh my <sighs> god someone's going to die yeah necrosis is not a fun thing yeah Top three will not leave tonight. But yeah, that that line is the only line I can see as far as like direct connection is literally just the the yeah. name connection. The only, the only other one that I was like is like the connection is maybe Mara, who compared to Shax is an insignificant creature, but one with a deadly bite. Like, <laughs> I'm it like, could be. We're reaching a bit though. Yeah. So actually, the question I had for you guys, and Green, mm-hmm. this is more for you. Um. The initial encounter between Shax and Sure, which is mm-hmm. adorable, hilarious. It's a, I just love it. But when he first when he first sees Sure, he refers to her as a tempest. Mm-hmm. Mara will later, as one of her wishes, make him recite the tempest. Do you think there's a connection there, or? Is that because Shax is enthralled with Sure? 
So you think there's some weird love triangle thing? No, I don't. Shaq's... I don't think. I don't think there's any relation. I. I mean, I actually, after rereading this card a couple times, I think that his enthrallment with sure was what drew him into a friendship with Mara. I would agree with that. I don't think there was any any. Inca- I, th- I don't. I personally am starting to think that there was nothing between him and Mara, other than their their agreed I mean, attraction to. Well, there there could have been a cr- whatever, but like. I think that sure was the was the connection between the two of them. Hmm. I mean, I I don't know if that's. I love a how Chad connection. is like Chad is so kind of mad at me right now. The helmet it. stayed on. Maybe uh, Mara right. bit him. Oh my gosh, guys! Uh, um, uh, the, the helmet stayed on because of necrosis. Oh. God. So underneath the helmet is a spider. Um, no, I mean Lux's Lux's granddad wore sunglasses. You know, it, it, it's oh god. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So no, I just found it interesting that he like I, specifically I, calls her out as a tempest, and then it, later I, Mara is like they specifically have him like recite the tempest from memory. I highly doubt it's a mint connection. I think it's more the fact of pointing out Sure's capabilities as a as a fighter. Yes, and no, I it refuse. may be more. <laughs> I want this connection. <laughs> this is um, my head cannon now. This is fine. This is the strangest head cannon that you have to come up with that you are adamant ah! about because well that I'm adamant about. I'll give you that. Yeah, okay. I, I will give you that qualifier. Yes, but uh, and Eris says uh, there's a storm coming. Right. I mean, she's pretty adamant about that, too. But as far as this interaction between Shax and Shazur, I th- I always view it as sort of a Monty Python moment. <laughs> I'm going to bite your legs off. Yeah, it's kind of that because Shax refuses to heal himself because he doesn't want a I don't know why Shax's ghost has to be out in the open for him to heal. Because they have to materialize to sh- to shed the light to heal is the, is the that implica- the because we don't that's the implication that I got from there that's what right, I got that's from the, that's the question I have though is like does the ghost have to be visible to heal the guardian because we get healed constantly on the fly as long as we're not taking damage right so mm-hmm. I mean. So he limps over towards her. He's like, this was the work of a ballista. He supposed <laughs> dark age weaponing, weaponry. Nothing else could hit so hard. I mean, Shax is, Shax is trying to bolster himself that he got bested by a girl is what I'm reading in this. I, I don't see. I actually yeah. don't read it that way. I think it's, like he's trying to figure out what in the nine hells did hit him. Oh, oh and yeah. He's like he's like the only thing that makes sense to him is he's just so dramatic. Mm-hmm. Well, it's shacks. <laughs> exactly. So the fact that he would call her a tempest fits in with the drama queen aspect that shacks is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell that to Shaq's motivation. Drama queen. Um call out Isacola again on the episode. Yeah, and anyway. like actually chat chat's uh, chat's talking about this right now too. It's like and Nova is actually on the on where I was mentioning is this answer is why Cade pulled his ghost out during the Baron yeah. fight. And you actually you actually do see that commentary 
a lot of times and dino says this as well canonically every ghost has had to materialize like and i think you know going back to the right. conversation with shacks and the farm i think it's just a video game throwaway like because you'd have to render a ghost every single time um, i get that it's just interesting that that it is, is something no, that it is it we've is never had brought up until forsaken because and that's of the true. whole why is Cade bringing out his ghost to heal him? I that's not now something that we've ever said, discussed in D one. Now that we're seeing it in D two, it's just interesting to clarify. Right? Yeah, and we see it also with uh, there was another another guardian who went up against the rifleman, um, Marin Marin Manassas. Right. Uh, she she's the one who established that there is a there is legitimately a telepathic connection between the ghost because the ghost mm-hmm. uh, is able to pulsate uh, messages through sensation of her hand. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's doubled down here with Shax because he kind of tells his ghost to stay hidden. Um, you know, no, I see. And to go back to your initial question about the whole thing, do I see a connection between the lore entry and the quest steps? I think it is merely a story about Shax's history and connecting him closer to the Dreaming City and Mara and Zer, Zer. Um, See now, I'm now my head. But now my head's trying to wrap around what's going to happen when Sher comes back and she wants her. her oh my back. god! I can't. I cannot wait. I want a that storm to is coming. So a storm I is want, coming. The tempest I, is coming. Oh my god! If Sher came back, I would just. I would just be so happy. I would just <laughs> greens go like, sit next greens to her. like I, greens like I'm gonna melt. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's pretty accurate. Uh, I may sit at her statue whenever I do get to it in Shattered Throne, unless somebody else is in there with me. Then I just look at it for a few seconds and then move on quietly. Anyway, yes, Jure is one of Green's crushes. Anyway, moving on. I mean, it's sure. Are you real? I'm like, I don't know. Right? I, I, <laughs> Who doesn't want a massive muscular woman who's capable of fighting and scaring the <laughs> piss out of everybody with a great sense of humor? Just saying. I may also describe my wife a little bit. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, Julie's I mean, pretty- she is. She is a titan. She's also tall. She's also a massage therapist. She can hurt you if she wants to. Anyway. Uh, and there goes chat. And yeah. there goes chat. <laughs> Anyways, so connection. Uh, I think it's mainly the fact that Shax did get enthralled with the the little itsy bitsy spider poem. I think that's adorable. Makes me like, I, 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 it is. I was inspired to commemorate it. Shakespeare. Itsy bitsy spider. Mm-hmm. It's totally Shax. I want to hear. Does he ever say a voice line of it? Does I want to hear? Is it Lenny mm-hmm. that voices Shax? I want yeah. to hear Lenny read the itsy bitsy it, spider itsy in a Shakespearean bit. accent, oh like or gosh. the Shakespearean style. That would be my dream voice line from Shax. I think he might just get it after a season of Undying. Why? Why Let's would you say that? That season of the Crucible, we're probably going to. Ah, yeah, I would love that. Shax loves stories. That is accurate. Shax loves to be entertained. 
That is but actually that's... pretty accurate. Shaq's, Shaq's does love to be entertained, which actually makes sense why he is who he is, like why, mm-hmm. he, why he fills the position of the crucible handler. Because he's... that's, I mean, yeah. he's a shoutcaster. Yep. Oh, goodness. But talking about Shaq's and the crucible, that's actually a good segue into mm-hmm. the conversation with Redrick's. Uh-huh. And his training, um, which is it really actually I the more I dug into this, it's really kind of a cool little story. Um, it also has a lot of like really funny components, namely rhetoric's getting resurrected. Oh, God. Make take. What? Make take. <laughs> Ghost is like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> what happened There's- to you? There's a few screws looks loose with Redrix <laughs> and a few just... of the, not just in Redrix broadsword and the mountaintop grenade launcher quest. I just love it. Oh Make, take. Make take. Make <laughs> take. Um, so anyway, so basically the, the overall story is like it's, it's Redrix rising from really nothing into this like icon of the crucible. Right. Um, and you see this with the quest for, I believe it's Claymore. Now it's Claymore's gone, right? It's broadsword now. Is that mm-hmm. yeah? Is that correct? Okay. Yep. Um, uh, so the quest starts with orientation, uh, and it's it's basically orientation is like Shaxx being like, yeah, the gunsmith is going to build a prototype, um, and there's only one way that I can think of choosing who deserves it, and basically it's we're going to make a crucible competition. Um, and then you get the shape of things to come, uh, which is basically you reach, I think it's, uh, heroic as the valor rank. Um, and it's basically Shaq's going, this was never going to be a quick one. This is about commitment. So show me that you've earned it. Uh, then you get the candidate, uh, which is where you start doing double kills. And that's actually where you see red Rick starting to stand out. Uh, this is a quote from Banshee, and he calls out, uh, <laughs> I love, number 23 doubled up so often it was hard to keep track. What'd you say his name was? Red something? God bless it, Banshee. Can't, mm-hmm. can't remember anything. Um, uh, and then that gets us to Dead is Dead, where Banshee is also lamenting that he can't keep up with pulse rifle orders now that uh, Redrix is showing off so much. Uh, and so then you have the part of here is that it's working on precision kills, which is where you're, uh, he's saying, you know, I see that he's showing off, but how good is his aim? And then it gets further instructions is the next step, uh, which comes back to Shaxx. And it's actually kind of, uh, it's Shaxx seeming to take rhetorics a little bit under his wing. Uh, cause the quote is all they see is your flash that may make you popular, but it doesn't make you unbeatable. Now go, Redericks. Show me you've more, show me you're more than a highlight reel. Um, uh, and then it's places this the place is death, uh, which is the next step, and it's Ikora saying he must be quite special for you to come with come to me with this shacks. Push him harder. We call it the crucible for a reason. And then the next step is constant, the constant, and it's a quote from our site. It says, Shax believes in you, Reddix. He doesn't believe in much. If you want the rest of us to believe, then there's something else you can do. Uh, and so then we get to the beginning of the end, which is Shax again talking to Reddix, saying, You've done all we've asked, but your journey is not over. On the ladder and in the fight, momentum is the answer. Keep it up. 
And then the end, which is the final step of the quest, is where Redrix has kind of basically shed his his original life. And Shaq says, your old life is over, Redrix. This is different from your birth as an Exo and your rebirth as a Guardian. Now you are an icon. Let that guide your future. And Redrix is the start of the comp. Yes, right. I think that's what I was going to ask you guys. Is this Was this also where it kind of got fully introduced because isn't this because isn't the make take comment about the com- the comp being spread yeah the crucible is ranked mm-hmm. so yeah the actual redrix claymore yeah <laughs> he's so broken at this point <laughs> his ghost frowned and ran a beam of light he's like what the hell happened <laughs> just proof that exos are falling apart anyway <laughs> calling you guys out all my friends are exos I don't know why. All except for one. That could be have a one song. I'm still alive. <laughs> I, I have a really bad country song in my head now. I know, All right? All my exes right? live in Texas. All my friends are exos. Oh my gosh. Anyway. You're welcome. Yeah. So, Redrix, speaking of Redrix and Crucible, I'm just going to slightly shift from the lore thing. That gun, isn't that supposed to be really good coming up? Yes, it's um their archetype pulse rifle is going to be able to two tap if you get all the bullets on the head, and the fact if uh it's prox desperado that will have the fastest till on uh, time to kill in the entire game if I'm not mistaken. Oh really? Yes. Huh. I'm trying to think uh, if there's anything else would even compete with that because they're uh, they're speeding up. Uh... Recluse too. Like Recluse is going to get a bit of a buff, or submachine guns are going to get a bit of a buff. Those buffs are for PVE and not PVE. Ah, that's why I'm seeing more pulse rifles in PVP right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, shifting back to lore, do we want to continue with Redrick's training? I would think it's funny that uh, Shaq sent Redrick's to Ikora. Seeing as she's the reason why he can't sit down anymore. Oh, I mean, I mean that is where his other horn sin- went. So that's not proven. <laughs> You're taking on Isakol's stories now into your. Although in her mind, that? she has Shax's horn in her head. No, so I it's don't like, want to know about that. I don't want to know. Yeah, about you that. don't. You really uh, don't. I. Yeah. No. I don't. No. But God, now that's in my head. Shax's um, uh, horn. There's like theories that he lost it, and he lost it in Twilight Gap. Isn't that like the we don't the really know? Like because there's know. there's the cutscene. There's the cutscene from D 2s intro. Horns, right? Does he? Did he have both horns? I can't remember. Yeah, he has. He has both horns in that cutscene, doesn't he? Or does he? Is yeah, he missing them? Both horns there. And if I'm not mistaken, none of the comics that show Twilight Gap's fight doesn't have any say of uh, Shaxx in it, does it? I don't I can, think so. I, I think he remember. talks in it, because there's the one that the Anna Bray comment. Okay, so Dino's, Dino's saying that it is confirmed that he yes! has a gap. I remembered something! <laughs> I, can, Go on. I can retire. I can retire. Dino has confirmed I was right. Um... <laughs> That is that is my goal on any episode is for Dino to say that I was right about something. Anyway, going on to Mountaintop, is there anything else we want to t- touch on Broadsword? 
Uh, there's actually not a lot on broadsword. Uh, yeah, it's, no. it's basically, I mean, for the sake of lore, it's just a copy of Claymore. I mean, mm-hmm. it's actually, it actually is. I mean, the link, the, the flavor text is really the only thing that we have with it. Um, mm-hmm. and it just says the second swing is no less deadly. So, I mean, even in the lore, it's kind of like, yeah, this is just another form of the Claymore, which if you know the difference between a claymore and a broadsword it's yeah which i'm trying to remember the actual quest steps as far as the things you have to accomplish and accomplish lux i need might need your brain to help pick this one apart but you don't have to go into comp to get redrick's claymore or broadsword now right it was just a quick play based one yes i'm pretty sure all you had to do is get like a, a ton of uh Pulse rifle kills and yeah. quest line needed twenty five bounties. That's or, what uh, it was. It was a bounty that was really long. because yep. you had to wait five weeks. No, you had to wait five days. My bad. Because you can only pull five bounties from shacks every day. I yeah, that's what it was. That's what took forever on that one, and why I avoided finishing it for so many months. Um, can we t- move over to the? Pinnacle weapon that I refused on principle to <laughs> attempt even getting. Yeah, the grenade launcher. I freaking hate grenade launchers so much. Anyway, Mountaintop. Mountaintop is a continuation of uh, Joseph's or Joseph's and Redrick's training. The quest steps, there are only four of them. There is the first of many which is reach glory rank brave within a season. And the quote goes, put those down and pay attention. It's time for your final lesson. Time for you to know why I did what I did at Twilight Gap, which is from Lord Shax, which this whole, this whole quest line, I actually really like because it gives you more insight as to why Saladin and Shax don't get along. Mm-hmm. Second step is called the third wave. Complete the pers- in pursuit of honor, glory, triumph, which I do not remember what that is off the top of my head. Is that the oh, really painful one? I remember is that looking the... at it and it's like, it's got quite a bit. Is that the trajectory? That's the trajectory metal one, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. I think you need to get Pulling. grenade launcher kills, multi kills, and then, uh, which is the calculate trajectory metal. Yeah. And then, it's uh, you did... rapid. Yeah. Final blows rapidly defeat groups of two or more. And that's why people are using colony right now. Right. Calculated oh. trajectory metals, I think is what you just said. I'm not sure what yeah. that is. Mm-hmm. Actually, calculated trajectory metals are when you uh, kill at least three people without dying with a grenade launcher. Mm, okay. It doesn't have to be a rapid fire no, necessarily. It's just a pain in the butt because most of the time when you use a grenade launcher, unless you get a direct shot, you're only going to do partial damage. So you either have to run behind somebody while they're shooting and pray that you get the final blow or you have to hit them headshot. Land your shots. Yeah, but it's so, I don't know, grenade launchers. (laughs) I got into an argument on Twitter and I muted the thread because Wicked and Man at Arms were just posting all the grenade launchers just to get under my skin because they know how much I hate it. No. Uh, um, Wicked and man-at-arms? Getting under my skin? Getting yeah. under your skin? Both of them. Anyway, so the third wave, I think I, I didn't read the 
quote, which the quote is, I faced an impossible choice, disobey, disobey my superior or let the city burn. I relive it every day. There are some who have never forgiven me. So. I wonder who, Shax. And then No Second Chances, which is re- Reach Glory Rank Fabled, which is common at this point in the game as far as how Recluse, um, Mountaintop, Luna's Howl, those all fit in the same kind of ranking system. Revoker is the only one that we don't have necessarily on this list that you don't have to reach Fabled, but you likely will if you're going through the 3,100 points. Yeah, and the reason I didn't re- really put Revoker on here is because I really couldn't there's find... There's no lore. I, there's yeah, not a lot of lore. There wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was like, there's no there's no quest. Well, there, there's mm-hmm. a quest, but it's like one step. And there's not yeah. flavor text, really. So uh, that's that's the reason Revoker... It is a pinnacle weapon, I think. But I didn't... That's the reason it's not included here. Yeah, no worries. And we actually talked with Jonto about this at Guardian Con. They just... Uh, it was a bandwidth issue, which is the easy way and nice way of saying they ran out of time because they had so many other things they had to get written. That's why there's no pinnacle lo- weapon lore on that one. But uh, after reaching Fabled, the quote goes, if no one follows orders, then chaos will reign. But your allegiance to the greater good can outweigh your obedience to another. So it's kind of sort of Shaq's... Uh, qualifying his reasons for why he disobeyed Saladin, which you get the full story essentially, or at least the scene once we get the weapon. And then the last quest up is an oath broken return to Lord Shaxx in the tower. The quote tied to that one is if I'd make a different choice, none of us would be standing here. That's the burden of command. One I'm glad to leave to others, Lord Shaxx, Redrick and Yosef, which I think it's interesting that he refuses to lead himself. I that makes perfect sense to me. It it does and it doesn't because he's as a warlord, as a former warlord, he doesn't actually want to lead necessarily. He just wants to, in some ways, he just wants to teach. He wants well, to train. But I mean, again, he's like, <clears throat> like. It's the it's the quintessential like Sarge, you know, like the sergeant who doesn't want to be promoted out of being mm-hmm. a sergeant. Um, you have that with I mean, every single f- uh, fiction world that has a military organization has that you had that with Star Wars. Uh, I mean, geez, uh, Wedge and Tilly, like expanded universe of legend. There were multiple uh, X-Wing fighters who refused to take promotions because they didn't want to get out of the cockpit. That was mm-hmm. the entirety of the X-Wing, like the X-Wing saga was all the characters. Wedge and Tilly's was like that. Uh, Han Solo was like that in the, in the expanded universe. Um, so like there was a, multiple things there. You have that within uh, Halo. You have like Sarge. Uh, a lot of the Spartans kind of bucked against promotions too f- for various reasons, some of which they didn't necessarily want to get out of the field. Sarge didn't want to get out of the field. He's he's and Black Flag's right. Yeah, he's like he's he's comfortable with where he is. He knows what he's supposed to do. He likes what he does. Right. And, you know, it's just interesting for somebody who was a warlord in prior. Well, prior but I mean, it also could life. be it also could be an explanation of why he is no longer 
a warlord. Mm-hmm. Well, besides the fact that warlords are not exactly well, no, I mean, but like, I mean, like it could be point. it could be the explanation of the transition for him into Lord Shacks instead of warlord. I mean, like it could have been like he could have been one of the more benevolent warlords. Yeah. We know that there were benevolent warlords. They weren't popular. Like there wasn't a lot of them. Right. But he could have been one. I mean, like if he if his personality is this way, then I could see Shax as being one of those benevolent dictators. Like, and I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but I'm talking about like the historical definition of a dictator. You know, like mm-hmm. Shax's Shax's explanation for um, the 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 concept of your allegiance to the greater good outweighing your obedience to another. You can see that in medieval history and even in ancient Roman times, that was one of the requirements of the shift from uh, uh, from armies aligning with generals to aligning with the throne. Um, a lot of dictatorships would be determined, uh, especially in Rome, you didn't have allegiances to the country, you had allegiances to your general. And that's where a lot of the civil wars within that military, those military situations would come from is because those generals would get mad at each other. They had an army and they would just they would just march against each other like the, they didn't have they didn't owe anything to the city itself. Um, and so you have like and then they have like this concept of like, no, I, I align with the throne. I am I am pledging my my allegiance to the throne. I mean, even in the United States military. Today, we have a component of that. You you take an oath to protect everybody against threats, both domestic and foreign. Well, even nurses take oaths and stuff like that, and doctors and right, whatnot. Right. The there, it's not, it's not just, yeah. yeah, it's not just military-based necessarily. Well, but and the only reason I was jumping to military is because of, you know, because it, the it connection. was a, yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a clearer connection for me there. Um, but I mean, like, you know, that's, that's the whole, I know it's kind of a tender subject, but like the whole thing with, uh, Snowden, that's hit, that's his stated defense is, you know, right. the oath was against domestic and foreign. You can, you can take your opinion, like your opinion. I'm not, I'm not going to go any further on that. Like, the politics. The politics is what it is. But, but what that mean what, what that oath is, is that's what that oath is there for is that, that concept of, you know, you have to be able to protect the greater good against your obedience to a particular individual because that particular individual could be a threat to the greater good. That's the right. entire it's point. Just- that's why we have the whistleblower thing too, right, but it's right, the, correct. that's, that's the fine line that all people who even ventured down that road yes, walk. Yes. It's the, are you doing this because it's actually for the greater good or is it something where you're Retalatory. actually disobeying? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's, that's always going to be a finicky subject no matter oh, yeah, 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 where, yeah, yeah. where you're at and I mean, in history. And you, and, and you see that with Shaq's, right? Right, you see that with Shaxx because, to Saladin's perspective, you know it was you're being disobedient, you know, right? And and Should you we see that read with the card? with the web comic too. Yeah. Should we read the card? Sure. Since it's since it's between Saladin and Shaxx themselves. Oh gosh, and... the the screaming match. Hmm. Is it an actual screaming match? I'd say. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a, a there's a screen where yeah screaming and Jack is giving a more calm outlook at it. Which one? Where um in the mountaintop? 
Yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's oh, like I, that's I, I what he, you mean. I hear yeah. I hear Saladin screaming, and Shax oh, is yeah. like, "Yeah, nope." <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder if Shax and Saladin did not agree ahead of time on this one. Like this one, obviously, they're not. You could see why they wouldn't agree afterwards, but is there an actual heated thing before this? Yeah, I kind of, I I do kind of get that, like, because he, like, okay, well, let's let's just read it real quick. Do you want me to read it? Do you want to read it? Who do you want to read it? Uh, do you want to yell? My voice do you want to be Saladin? Lux, do you want to yell? Do you want to be? Do you want to be Saladin? Okay. You be Saladin. I'll read the Shaxx lines, which are the not bracketed lines. Okay. Fire team. What? That's on the wall. Fall back. The Red Ricks district. <clears throat> Shaxx freezes with a vandal's windpipe in his fist. He waits for Saladin to justify the strategy. I repeat, all teams rally to the Red Ridgeback district. Do not advance. City is lost. Shaxx drops the vandal, the em- then empties the rest of his clip into a captain. He and his fire team are running on fumes. The dead, fallen, and guardian alike litter the twilight gap. Shax, do you copy? He risks a look over his shoulder at their home, the place they call the last safe city. Not burning, not yet. Gritting his teeth, he reloads. Shax, your orders are to retreat. He sees a gap in the onslaught of invaders and gestures to the others. Neki, take Ab- Abdi and Truce. Lu Fang with me. Bray, cover us. This battlefield is not your stage, Shax. This is not about glory. His fire team doesn't hesitate. Shax, for the final time, fall back. As the six of them crest the wall, Shax cuts the feed. Then they win. Ish. They win. And Anna Bray disappears. Yeah, and then yeah. Dino Dino says, you know, from the Sunbreakers mission, the quote is The fallen were everywhere. Lord Saladin sent a regroup order to all channels. Zavala backed him. They weren't yelling, but it made my ears ring. Their exact words I can't remember, but Saladin and Zavala, their message was clear. All is lost. Yeah. There is And then Shax is like, That's cute. Hang up the phone. I would say that Saladin does yell a little bit. It's just because of the exclamation point within here, the battlefield is not your st- stage, Shax. This is not about glory. I don't think he would say that necessarily calmly. I'm not saying that he yelled this whole thing, like the orders were yelled or anything like that. I would say that that he really was adamant in those sections. But That's Twilight Ga- Gap happened. Mountaintop, the weapon that I shall never have because I could care less. Also, I'm going to say it the wrong way just to poke at people. Wendingo. Wendingo, Wendingo, Wendingo. This thing's like a magical dingo in the wilderness. Yes, power. that is how magical that meme. Dingo. Uh-huh. Is it Wendigo? Wendigo. Wendigo? I don't. I'm not Australian. I have a beef it's to pick with the Australian. by the That's way. That's the thing that I'm confused about. Is it, Why is, is everyone it saying it? No. I thought it was. I thought it was related dingo. to dingo. Dingo no, no, is no. Australian. A Wendigo right. is a people-eating creature from the northwest of Nova Scotia oh, and Canada. Well, like, it has nothing to do with Australia. It's cannibalism well, is what it is. Whatever. <laughs> Wicked. Thank you. <laughs> it's it's like, Arctic. it's it's How basically the, one of the big thing. one of the big conflate, conflations with it is the Donner Party. 
um, you know, it's, it's, it's cannibalism, evil spirit that possesses things like, you know, that's, that's kind of the Wendigo. Okay. <laughs> that's why I was like, I, I was completely I like, confused the other, the other episode when you're like, oh yeah, the Australians. I'm like, what the hell does Australia have to do I with thought it, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> there's some stuff that made it into the game. That's Australian. I know yes. that. I yeah, cannot remember what it was. Uh, it was the tan, the, um, uh, it was like basically at the, it's not the Tasmanian devil. It's Tabula, the, top, top, top. Oh, the Taraba. Taraba, yeah. Taraba. The gun is terrible. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I have more beef to pick with the Australians. Has nothing to do with Destiny, but that is me, something I will talk. Huh? Because the Taraba, I think, is like the. It's yeah. Because so the Taraba mentions different animals. It's the Kudalong, the Gangaroo, and the Taraba. The Gangaroo. What the, the heck gang- is a gang- kangaroo? That's a line itself. It's a kangaroo it's, with what? Like a gang of kangaroos. Oh, good, it's not good, Lord. You go to your corner. It's, no. <laughs> God. I think it's Stop just. Stop making a, up words. I think it's just a uh, a a kangaroo, a large gray or black kangaroo is what I'm seeing. Uh, it's from the. Oh, it's it's the googie. It's, so it's the I think it's the. Um, I still think you're making up words at this point. I am not. I am not. I am not. It's from the. I believe it's Googie Yimithur, uh, which is the uh, the language of the of the Aborigines. I want to say. Hang on. I don't know a lot about the etymology of Australia. I'll just defend myself that way. Um, but that's it's the word from which kangaroo is derived from. Uh, yeah, Dino is yeah. That's what I was thinking. Tasmanian Devil is the Taraba. Oh. The uh, Kudalong. Let me make sure I speak correctly here. The Kudalong, I believe, is a bird. Yeah, strike, uh, strike thrush. Hmm. It's a it's a small small bird uh, that's referred to as the Kudalong. But yeah, so that's that's what the Taraba lore entry is: the Tasmanian Devil, the Kangaroo, and the Shrike thrush. Um, and a fun fact that the Taraba actually looks like a uh, Tasmanian. De- yeah, the the <laughs> and I think they had a skin, didn't they? Isn't there a an ornament on there? That yes, they had on there more, too. It's got more of that uh, old kind of city type weapon kind of look. It's all patched together. Looking up images because oh yeah, I see the king or the Tasmanian devil because it's kind mm-hmm. of like the um the teeth in the face of it and everything. I see that. Yeah. And then in, in the lore entry, the Taraba, it mentions a look at geographic location, the Hawkesbury Sea. That is actually um, the, uh, I think it's the area around Sydney, I want to say. Uh, it's But it's in, it's in the Sydney area of Australia. I see. See, this is why we do episodes afterwards where i just bring up stuff that i messed up real badly the former episode that man at arms pokes and wicked poked fun of me on for three hours so i have to mute the stupid thread and then i correct it on the next episode and no one's going to care i try to be a professional i'm kidding i'm kidding but in reality you're just a sweet voiced coot along wait i'm a wait (laughs) Which one's the Kudalong? It's the bird. Okay. I thought you were... I was trying to remember. It's like, that. that's not the Tasmanian devil. I don't want to eat rotten meat, Blue. 
<laughs> Just chat's broken. You broke chat tonight. I didn't do it. All right. Is there anything else we want to touch on in Crucible lore before we start to wrap up this guy? Because we have gotten so I've distracted us. I think I think we I think the the big thing with this season of of destiny with like the the crucible like there's a lot of stories to be said about the maps as well um but the easier one to talk about was definitely the pinnacle weapons because they actually they actually have a very robust story um Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. i think that i i really appreciated that that was really cool because in d1 it was really the story was more focused around the maps which don't get me wrong they were there were some really cool stories in d1 about the maps and there are some stories about d2 maps as well excuse me but um it was it was interesting to see like red ricks and yosef and um you know the the history of shacks as presented to those two characters um you know and this is just this was just crucible i mean within you know we also have gambit which has its own like massive massive story there's so much when it comes to gambit like right even just the acquisition of locations right yeah and i know there was i i'm try I, i meant to try to get to that but you know obviously we weren't able to um because gambit they don't have red jacks so the question was like well how does he get maps and you know it's it's that's a cool little thing too um you know you have srl you had srl maps that had lore and the whole like we had this the, uh, the episode with marcus wren because that's really what srl kind of <clears throat> was for a long time and it started to kind of you know it's starting to kind of build out among them but the uh the story of the pinnacle weapons i thought was a really cool uh sort of deviation from the the more factual hard hitting or the factual this is the map that da 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 you know, which is interesting. But now we actually have like the personalities to go with it. You have rhetorics with the make take. You know, you have Yosef with the the star the story of overcoming grief, and you and throughout both of those tales, you see Shacks, you see a new side of Shacks that you know we've seen hints of, we've heard hints mm-hmm. of, but we actually get to see Shacks, you know. I mean, Shax goes out. We didn't talk about the vow and crucible doubles and all mm-hmm. that stuff. The Crimson days, that and was, stuff like that. Yeah, because that was that was pretty much Shax's baby yeah. as far as holidays go. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the thing with like Luna's Hal is like you see Shax step up and actually donate things that are his, like his personal weapons. He donates to be taken apart and reforged into something to help a guard, uh, another guardian, overcome grief. I mean that's that I don't want to I don't want to belittle that at all. That that's a huge huge development for Shax's character, and also it shows just how interconnected all the Guardians really are. Um, you know, you see that with Rhetorics, you see Shax kind of taking Rhetorics under his wing within the within the Claymore uh, quest because he's kind of guiding him and he's kind of instructing him. He's like, Hey, look, no, you are becoming this icon. You can't just do this. Like you have to be, you know, this has to guide you in your choices, uh, which actually also brings to question rhetoric's obsession with gambit. You know, it's like if rhetoric's is such an icon, where is that? That makes this, that makes the story of rhetoric's and, uh, Yoxer a little bit more interesting because of that whole thing. So, you know, it's just to me, it's it's all that interweaving between those two as well. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm distracted by something that Shay sent me. Good <laughs> Lord. 
Bad Shay. He is a man of culture. Is this what that is? I don't know if you... I'm going to put it in our private chat so you could see it. Anyway, we should start wrapping up. Good with that. Mm-hmm. Do shout outs? Ready for shout out round two. <clears throat> I still never remembered what I was going to initially shout out, but we're going to do... Actually, Man, we're going to shout out to... gave you a week to remember. You Do-do-tsh. are so full of it. Do-do-tsh. Um, My shout out is to new upcoming maybe thinking about being content creators whether you are a podcast a i'm gonna say video maker because i'm i'm pretty done with youtube personally um content creator of any kind if if you are an up-and-coming content creator where you're, you're thinking about doing it but you're not sure if you should try it or if you are trying it and you're kind of getting your name out there keep going you never know what's gonna stick as far as popularity goes. So my shout out is for you guys to keep being creative, keep putting your name out there, keep being creative on your own part for yourself and for others and entertaining in whatever way you choose to do. So that is my shout out because for us, for us focus fire chat, it's a, it's a long grind to become quote unquote, a recognized personality or whatnot. And if that is something you are looking for, it is a long grind. It may or may not happen. But if you're looking to have fun and enjoy what you're doing as a content creator, put yourself out there and and give your gift of whatever content you're creating to other people. It's not about follows. It's not about likes. It's about sharing what you you have to say. So that is my shout out slash speech for the week because I've seen a lot of talk about people today being very, very sweet of we're starting out in Destiny. We're starting out our, as content creators. We got a, a, a hands up or a heads up or kind of a boost because of this person. Keep putting your name out there. Reach out to people that you look up to because you never know who's going to respond and help because we were all there in one way, shape, or form. And done. Lux, what about you? That's going to be a hard one to follow up. Yeah, that's Sorry. why I'm making you do it. I'll do a general shout out as well. Um, to anyone having a hard time in the Crucible, uh keep going for it you're not born just being good at the game mode it's an acquired skill set oh and, god uh, yeah the more you spend time practicing the better you will get um try to focus more on your kd or any like sort of tracking size just try your best to focus on uh game awareness uh using your radar and uh trying to stay alive everything else will come naturally i think that's about it truth I yeah, could say that. And also Lux taught addition, me how to crucible. Yeah, and also a big shout out to Wicked. Uh, for those who were not in live chat, uh, Wicked is one of the reasons live chat is really interesting because Wicked has been throwing shadow keep codes out in live chat throughout the night. Um, and also, I believe Wicked and Pins both have been gift subbing like insane currently. So really big mm-hmm. shout out to the two of them. Uh, and actually for everyone in our live chat, we really appreciate the, the constant cool, live sure. feedback. It's, it's, it's entertaining. We love fact it as checking much too. No oh, fact mm-hmm. checking. Yeah. Like, I mean, just the, the entertainment for us is just as probably as much as it is for you guys. Like it, that's what makes doing f- the live recording so much Inner, like so much fun and it's a highlight it's also of my week easier it's so much oh, yeah, easier when so there's much. a live chat yeah when we it's have just... to record offline 
I it's I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like the energy. what is it? The towel digging. I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, like I don't know. What am I doing? I don't have a chat that I have to keep up with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Big shout out to live chat, especially to Wicked Pens. You know, Dino Nova. I just reading names that I can see right now. Shay's in here right now. Um, Ice Hawk. Yeah, Ice Hawk. Black Flag. I think yeah, Black Flag's still in there. Um, you know huge shout out to you guys and gals I, we really appreciate it um but and then also doubling down on what green is what green had said earlier as well um i know this week a lot of things have happened with youtube as she kind of mentioned uh it's it, it's it's sadly the the reality of the environment that there are things that are outside of control that can seem like big setbacks um that we will overcome well and that and it also the thing to keep in mind is that what ultimately this is presenting is it's an opportunity right mm-hmm. uh it's creating I a mean, space in which something needs to fill it so exactly i mean we twitch came out of the fact that youtube was not necessarily like, like twitch was an advancement of youtube in some respects granted right. they're not the same company but Conflict and constraint when there's a need for a certain type of um, expression mm-hmm. can drive innovation. Yeah. And I mean, and, you know, and, and the thing is, is just keep your keep your options open. Right. You know, that's, yes, that's one of the things. Don't box yourself in. Green, Green and I have talked about that ourselves. You know, I've I've kind of been I've been getting more vocal about my opinion on the energy that it is that to keep up with the YouTube stuff. Um, you know, there's, there's, especially for podcasts, there's, you know, we kind of have the blessing of having a bit more diverse opportunity to host things wherever we want to. Uh, we're not, we're not as bound as the, the, you like video YouTubers, but video feeds and stuff like that. I mean, it's an extra benefit. Like, yeah, we get it, but we, we, pro- we predominantly do audio and audio can be hosted pretty much anywhere. So we have that little going for us, but, mm-hmm. um, but keep yeah keep keep your eyes open you know there's there's going to I have a feeling that in the next couple at least year or two there's probably going to be opportunities coming up for different video sites uh given given some of the things that have been coming to light with YouTube and the changes that they've been doing um yeah. but yeah just diversify you know I mean that's one of the biggest things with any any business model but you guys have a great week. We uh, by the time you hear this episode, we'll probably be talking to you in a couple hours, anyways. So uh, also, look forward to you. Shadow hey. people be out by the time you hear this episode. <gasps> no, it no. Won't. no, you're it wrong. Won't. Dang it, you're wrong. The next you're week, wrong. you're oh. too excited. You're too excited. I want. Oh listen, gosh, listen, so Kudalong. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta. No, you gotta. why do I have to be the bird? I don't want to be any of the Australian be the- animals. <laughs> no, I don't want to be any of the Australian animals because they're weird. <laughs> They're weird guys. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> with that, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> They're weird. I'm gonna get so much from the Australians. Okay, here's my beef. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can also be found at www.focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments or questions for our team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes 
iTunes as well. Also, be sure to check out all the amazing work being featured over on thelorenetwork.com. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.